Join host Gene Marks in our Paychecks Business Series Coronavirus Podcast as he talks with small business owners and other experts about real issues they're facing today, including the current COVID-19 pandemic and its impact on the workplace, employees, and the way we work. In a recent episode, Jim Gaffigan is playing the long game on YouTube. Gene Marks talks with comedian and independent business owner Jim Gaffigan about how his experience with the current coronavirus pandemic and how it helped him discover and use new social media platforms to reach like-minded people, build a community, and establish relationships during the shutdown. Subscribe and listen to the Paychex Business Series with Gene Marks Coronavirus Podcast at Paychex.com slash business series. Hey, did you hear about the change Major League Baseball wants to make to the ninth no, inning? No, that is not going to happen. It's a terrible I know, idea, I know isn't what it? you're saying. The idea is if a team is lagging in the ninth, they can put in anyone to bat. No. Like anyone. They could put in their, their cleanup hitter. Nope. Don't do this. It's ridiculous. It's ruining baseball, all these changes. It's not going to change. Never going to happen. That will never, never happen. I promise. Hey, a little bit later, we're going to talk about that SpaceX launch, the first uh, couple of satellites for their next generation internet network. And uh, a fun thing happened. They tried to catch a piece of the rocket, literally catch it in a net. uh, And they just barely missed. It's still a, a very close. So we'll talk about that at the bottom of the hour. It has been widely reported that tips came into the FBI about the shooter in Florida who carried out that massacre in the high school. And now the FBI is talking about what went wrong, how they weren't able to get this guy before the damage was done. Aaron Katursky has been following this for us and joins us now. Aaron, what is the latest out of the FBI? The FBI's acting deputy director, Dave Bowditch, conceded today the FBI made a mistake. He said, we know it. It was a mistake uh, and it was tragic. And he said the, the FBI failed to pass along, as it should have, a tip about Nicholas Cruz that talked about his tendency to, 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 to like guns, his uh, the potential to be a school shooter, something that should have clearly raised a red flag but was never properly passed to agents in South Florida, who may well have been able to connect some dots and, and prevented a mass shooting that killed 17 people. The FBI said today that the job is not to have it happen again. Have they explained that this was a clerical error or no, that someone said. didn't think it, it, it rose to the level of uh, signing an agent to it? You know, they, they, they haven't said that. To give you a sense of scale, last year, 765,000 phone calls were received by the FBI's tip line, which is uh, housed in West Virginia. Another 750,000 uh, tips came in via the Internet. So you've got all of that information. Ninety percent, the FBI says, of all that information turns out to be nothing or, you know, unfounded or whatever. But, of course, that means 10 percent turns into something, you know, a lead or, or something like that. And so what they're doing now is they're going back and and going through all the tips that have come in this year to make sure that they haven't missed a tip similar to the one that came in about Nicholas Cruz. I wonder, too, if uh, – well, I guess, have they talked about the the failure for, for them to let the uh, branch office know about this, the Miami branch uh, office of the FBI? 
Well, well they, they haven't explained why they didn't, um, you know, and whether, again, it was just ignored or but they've said it was a mistake. So obviously, either somebody just, you know, it, it went into the, the garbage bin or it didn't, you know, someone didn't didn't carefully vet it or but they haven't specifically said whether an individual is going to be held accountable or a group of individuals. All they've said is that, the, that there has been a mistake. But they do worry that the mistake and, frankly, some of the, 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 the politics of it all is really going to erode public confidence. We heard Bowdert say today the number one risk to the FBI is the public losing faith in the Bureau. Well, i got to say it was disheartening because following the, the Pulse club shooting in Orlando, um, we had heard that the FBI was was on this guy's tail for, I believe, a couple times, maybe up to a year uh, before it happened and then stopped. And and maybe there wasn't enough for for them to, to take him into custody or continue the investigation. But it is frustrating to hear that the FBI is tipped off about these guys and then nothing happens. Oh, no question. It's frustrating. Uh, and, and it's more than frustrating. I mean, to, we've heard the outrage of the governor of Florida and, and, and you know, the president of the United States. Um, and and that, that, that kind of you know, political rhetoric is really worrying to the FBI. But so is the general degree of confidence you know, in the, the whole system that's been set up in this country since 9-11. If you see something, say something. Six weeks before the shooting in Parkland, someone... Um, uh, saw and someone said, and it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. And, and and I think the fear is that people don't bother because they think the tip isn't going to go anywhere. And they, you know, in, in certain cases, it certainly does. So they want to make sure now that they're finding the needle in the haystack. You know, for almost 100 years, the FBI has been held up as the definition of what law enforcement is in this country. And I feel like for the first times we're seeing criticism from within the law enforcement community there in South Florida and from the NRA today. I mean, Wayne LaPierre laid out the FBI for not having put these things together. Well, better blame the FBI than assault weapons, right? So uh, it's no surprise that the NRA is taking that tack. I think Sheriff Scott Israel, though, in in Broward County, did the FBI a solid in, in saying when this first came to light that the only person responsible for the shooting is the shooter. Um, and, and he wasn't going to go down that road. But clearly the FBI did have some information it possessed that had it been properly assessed or um, brought to the attention of agents in South Florida, maybe they would have known to do something about this kid. But but that does raise other questions. And again, this is not to carry water for the FBI, um, which has conceded its its own mistake. But we know that there there are things in the kids' school records that have raised questions about, um, you know, about Nicholas Cruz. Uh, there have been uh, other, you know, police contacts, 20 of them over the years involving right. Nicholas Cruz. Broward County, so Palm Beach County, it, the school officials. It would officials. have taken that tip plus a cross-check with other things. And, and you know, what, I think the, the, the larger issue it raises is, you know, is there – does anyone have the ability to do that yeah, that's, um, within that, the law? That's what we've been talking about a lot this week, Aaron, is the fact that there should be a cross-checking database uh, between school officials and, and, and school officials who have been tipped off to this kid, who have sent him down the counseling track, and then the Broward County Sheriff's Department, Palm Beach County Sheriff's Department, that each made uh, visits out to the homes where he was staying, as well as the FBI. Did anybody ask if, if those dots could be connected somehow, logistically? Well, they, they, they haven't said, and, and, and I think that that's part of what they're trying to investigate 
right now and and to see you know who's to blame or whether there's something more systemic that they can get at um, but you know information sharing has been a big topic among different agencies for a long time especially since 9/11 and um, you know, but the, the but also law enforcement's limited in what they can do, uh, and sometimes that's frustrating. But they also have to act within the law, and you know, there, there isn't necessarily a way to head someone off at the pass all the time um, if if they haven't actually formally committed a crime. Yeah, because then you get into a bunch of different constitutional issues that people are afraid of uh, tiptoeing around. Does did did Bowditch explain it all or talk about what? has to come for the FBI in terms of a huge PR campaign to win back some of that public faith? No, he did say how the FBI would attempt to resurrect its public image uh, to, to the extent that it lost it or, or, or maintain it with those who still have confidence in the Bureau. But he said that that would be job one. Yeah. All right. Aaron, thank you so much. Appreciate Thanks, it. Guys. Aaron Katursky there. Um, the um, That is going to be an interesting thing going forward. I've, I think your husband has the same book. I was reading a book about the murders in the Osage Indian tribe from Oklahoma in the right, 20s. the beginning of the FBI. Yeah, and it's it talks about how uh, Hoover at the time was trying to develop the FBI into what we now know as the FBI, this sort of uh, you know nationwide uh, law enforcement agency that was better than everybody else, that was cleaner than everybody else, that was more scientifically advanced than everyone else. And I think leading up into the you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, that's how we viewed the FBI. I mean, you and I have been on stories where the FBI is involved, whether it's a local story that takes on a national importance or, you know, something like a kidnapping or something where the FBI would be called in. And what always struck me in dealing with the FBI was the level of professionalism, even uh, above and beyond what you would see in other local law enforcement agencies. Yes, and, and though the protection of the FBI and the reputation of the FBI. Well, and how and, dare you uh, do a news report where the FBI is frowned upon? Right, and yeah. that was, and that goes back to the, sort of the the original. You know, that's what Hoover was trying to do in the twenties was was put on was develop this thing, but also at the same time develop the image, not just the fact right. that he wanted a, a nationwide law enforcement agency. He wanted everyone to believe yes. that this law enforcement agency was untouchable. And it's so important for us to have faith in the FBI. But when we have story after story where they're missing these things, where we're saying something, seeing something and saying something, and they're not listening, it kind of starts to erode with that. Yeah, and I think they, I think in that PR campaign, whatever it looks like for the FBI to win back or at least stop the erosion of public faith in the agency – it's got to be a totally upfront when it comes to figuring out what happened to the leads that they got about this shooter before he became a shooter. And, and what happened? Is it is it just simply a clerical error? Is it that some agent didn't believe it rose to the level of notifying other people? That's, I think, where we're going to find the biggest issue. And that, that for them, it's going to be the biggest issue. Well, before we hook up with Mark Saltzman, one of our favorite Canadians for Tech Talk, we want to tell you about next Thursday. We are going to be out and about. Gas, news, and brews next Thursday, 10 to 2, J.T. Schmitz. Come join us at 2415 Park Avenue in Tustin. This is the Tustin location, so don't show up at Anaheim. I mean, I mean you, you can. can. It's just not going to be but as fun. But we won't fun. be there. And I don't think they're piping in the show. You may have to listen on your iHeart app, which is also totally acceptable. It's just keep it nice and loud so that everybody who is enjoying it in Anaheim will enjoy it in Tustin as well. Um, they have something called Dumb Blonde Ale. 
Well, you're not having any ales. I'm not looking at because me. Because you, uh, even though are not Catholic, have given up the alcohol for the Lent. Just for the Lent. I forgot to give something up. The When's the last time you gave up something for Lent? Last year I did, didn't I? What did you give up for Lent? I don't remember. See? It's not that impactful. They have something called the Big and Awesome BLTA. Are you a BLT fan? I am, but I'm not sure I like avocado in there. Toasted rye, applewood bacon, lettuce, tomato, avocado, and mayo. You could, you could add good. a couple of fried eggs to it as well. This is all to kick off the uh, Orange County Restaurant Week, which starts uh, Monday the 4th, 2, 3, 4, 5. I think it starts on the 4th, uh, which would be Sunday. Uh, but we are going to be there one week from today, J.T. Schmidt's in Tustin, for our next News and Bruce. And we'll bring you more information, of course, as we get a bit closer. Is Mark ready to go? Yeah! The machines are getting smarter. This is Tech Talk. Brought to you by Skynet. Well, Mark Saltzman, welcome to Thursday. Thank you for spending time with us for Tech Talk. Mark Saltzman, of course, tech columnist for USA Today. Overall tech genius and our friend. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I was tempted to call off our, our chat. I was very upset about... Team USA, the girl hockey team beating Canada, but great game last night at the at the Olympics. So it was a fair fight, and they won an OT, a little did, shootout action. Did you guys? But it's hard watch- for a Canadian to accept this it, hockey it, loss. Can I just ask you? And I'm not even trying to be a brat right now. Oh, right. But what is worse, the women's hockey taking the gold from from your from your ladies, or the men's curling debacle? Well, I think the debacle is is also the the doping with the Russian scandal, isn't it? Like, I mean, is there is there maybe I'm missing something? I don't follow curling as much as I oh, do hockey. Oh, okay. I thought curling was maybe even up there on the same level as oh, hockey. Y- you know, it's maybe in parts of Canada, oh, but okay. not with anyone I know. Yeah. yeah so the no, men's... it's the hockey. It's the hockey thing that hurt. But you know, hey, they won the three consecutive olympics the, the the women's canadian team so they were due it was due it was t- it was time for the, for the u.s to to prevail and they did a great job last night those girls that is a very classy way of handling mm-hmm. that yeah i've been weeping all day no it's all good <laughs> we still have men's hockey and you know there's still lots that's lots to love we're in third place for the medal count so it's not bad uh, well, that's. What I, place I are we in? We're like, are we? we? Yeah, we we made great gains. Oh, in the last okay, good because it yeah, wasn't you looking were in good for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you guys Not really that dominated this summer score Olympics. Or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, uh, ta- talk to us about uh, online grocery delivery and Amazon mm-hmm. Prime now changing the game. Yeah. So, and then everybody else, as a result, upping their game. So, as you likely know, uh, Amazon Prime now is a popular way to order groceries to your door. Let's face it, we're all busy with our personal and professional lives. There's probably a lot of other things we could be doing other than pushing a cart up and down a, uh, a grocery store, a supermarket. So, no surprise that delivery services are really taking off over the last two years, especially. So. If you are an Amazon Prime member, which is 100 bucks a year, you can get now two-hour delivery for free for orders $35 or more. So that's a great deal in and of itself. But then you've probably heard about with the acquisition of Whole Foods that there's also fresh 
produce and frozen foods you can now get from uh, Whole Foods and select markets. And that's another service too called Amazon Fresh. This is an add-on to Amazon Prime where you get unlimited orders for 50 bucks or more. You do have to pay a $10 delivery fee, but for many that's well worth it if for, for them not to schlep to and from the supermarket and do the actual shop. So you do it all online on an app or on on your phone. It's only available in a few markets, Amazon Fresh. But now everybody else is upping their game. And that was the point of the article that I wrote for USA Today this week is like Walmart and uh, Instacart. When, and they have 190 plus uh, partner retail partners now. Some of them are national. Some of them are local. Costco. So there's no shortage. The bottom line is that most of them cost about $35 on the low end. You have to shop at least $35. And then the delivery fee is on top. For Instacart, it's only 6 bucks. Uh, if you're um, $35 or more, and there's a ton of selection. So it could be national chains like uh, Kroger and CVS and Costco or local supermarkets like Wegmans or Publix, wherever you live. So no shortage of options out there. Some require you to be home, some you don't. So if you Google uh, grocery online shopping and or grocery uh, delivery and my name, Mark Saltzman, you'll find the article and I list the, the, like all the different services out there. Some of them very cool. You mentioned this Amazon Prime now and their their um, connection now with Whole Foods. My wife, it, almost with tears in her eyes, described how we could get stuff from Whole Foods delivered for free because we were Prime members. But then I guess they're only doing it for certain American cities. Yeah, it's only in a few markets right now. Um, and I don't believe L.A. Yeah, no. L.A. is one of them. No. L.A. and Orange County. It says it says right here. Really? It's a, I've got yeah. It's available in uh, Los Angeles and Orange County, <gasps> uh, and a few other markets: Atlanta, Baltimore, Boston, Chicago, Dallas, Denver, Miami, Uh-oh. New York, Philadelphia. So yeah, your so wife you can find. order Whole Foods things to the house. Yep. That could get expensive. <laughs> yep. Everybody yeah. needs some good kombucha to get the day started. <laughs> Awesome. So there's lots of options out there. Um, so yeah, and Walmart too, two day free shipping now. And they are saying, well, hey, we're, you know, we're besting Amazon because we're not asking you to have a subscription. You don't have to be a member to anything. Free two day shipping on millions of items. And it doesn't have to just be food. Naturally, we're not talking about fresh produce or, or frozen foods with two day delivery, as you can understand. But same thing. So long as orders are, are $35 or more, your purchase is, it's free. Uh, sorry. Um, it's free for $35 or more. And then under that, it's $5.99. So they're, they're, everybody's upping their game. Costco as well. Uh, in some markets, six markets have this Walmart uh, grocery delivery for same day, fresh and uh, frozen. So lots of options out there. I'm sure your listeners are, are nodding their head. There's a lot of better things they can be doing with their time. <laughs> you can even use Google Home, by the way. You can use your voice uh, to, to order food with some of these services now. And Amazon, of course, you can too. When Team USA was celebrating last night, um, they were in the in the Czech village. and they <laughs> You're were, so bad, Shannon, and, really? <laughs> and they were playing American women. Hello, wounds. And all the Here girls were drinking beers. <laughs> I was just reminded of that by TMZ. Um, okay, sorry. <laughs> okay. All right, Snapchat. So, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Back, backtrack. So they're yeah. drinking beer in the dressing room. So what's so what's the problem there in the, in the change room? In the change room. No, what, what are you talking about? Oh, drinking beer. They, they're they celebrating, were, uh, right? Yeah, they were celebrating in like the uh, Czech village or the I forget one uh, of the little you know oh. villages inside the village. The yeah, 
But that was a good painting of the picture of them in the in the in the locker room with the beers. That's the way we do <laughs> it in uh, baseball and football, right? Yeah, yeah um, I guess so. Yeah, you so spray it and stuff. Okay. Now we're going to change dot org uh, to change uh, Snapchat's designs. Mm-hmm. That's kind of depressing. A little bit. Well, 1.2 million digital signatures may do that. So, as you know, change.org is a petition site. And uh, Snapchat introduced a, the, in my opinion, the Snapchat user interface was already horrible. And then they made it even more horrible with their newly designed app that debuted about two months ago. So, somebody took to change.org and they got 1.2 million signatures to say to Snapchat, enough. Like, at least bring it back to where it was. So the company acknowledged Evan Spiegel, the CEO and founder of Snapchat, the young b- billionaire, at least on paper, uh, said, okay, you're right. It, you know, a lot of your, your complaints have been substantiated internally with our testing. We made some mistakes. We're going to fix it. So they said that they're going to roll out uh, an update to first the iOS version of the app for iPhone and iPad and then Android to follow. And it's going to do things like um, part of this redesign is going to be adding some tabs to make it easier to find the different sections like your stories. Uh, and they're going to separate celebrity quote-unquote friends from your real friends. They're going to do things to make it easier to navigate. Because you could have the coolest technology, you could have the, you know, the, the, the slickest app, but if, if it's impossible to navigate, no one's going to want to use it. And they, there's a lot to, to lose here. So they really, they've re- really got to fix the, the interface. It's very difficult to navigate around Snapchat now. Uh, the other thing, uh, the other very super popular app that's getting a new uh, feature, shall we say, is Uber, the Uber Express Pool. Hey, they've reinvented buses. Yeah, this is basically saying that uh, Uber Pool can uh, Uber Express Pool rather can rival the city bus. So it's a new service that's being rolled out in a few markets, uh, namely Washington, L.A., Miami, Philadelphia, San Diego, and Denver. I think you're heard in San Diego too, right? KFI. Yes, I think so. Yeah. So San Diego and L.A. So Express Pool is a new service with Uber with rides up to 75% less expensive than UberX. And the way it works is it is ride sharing, much like the existing Uber Pool, but with Uber Pool Express, these are sedans that can take four people, but you may have to wait a little bit longer, a minute or two, and maybe walk a block or two, heaven forbid, to go to a select location where that ride is going to be. So it's not going to be door-to-door service, but it's going to be half the price of Uber Pool and up to 75% less than the cost of UberX, which is of course, the company's cab competitor service. So this is meant to rival the city bus because of how inexpensive it is being uh, tested over the last nine months in uh, a couple of markets like uh, Boston and uh, there and and uh, San Francisco, and it and it's going very well. They're saying people love the the value that they don't mind walking or block or two to meet. For the ride, so it's not going to pick you up right to where you are. But for that, for to save that kind of money, I think it's very smart. They're basically expanding their por- portfolio of services, and also in part to compete against Lyft. Lyft is really giving them a challenge in some markets, you know, with with uh, costs that are generally less than Uber, with a very comparable experience. Mark, thank you. All right, guys. Thanks. Have Appreciate it. Thanks for being a good sport. <laughs> You're really going to rub it in, you know? I'm going to send you. Okay, I'll tell you what. the worst, and I apologize. I mean that. I'll tell you what. If the U.S. overtakes Canada in the total number of medals 
I will ship you a 24-pack of beer when Gary is able to drink beer again. Oh, that's awesome. What that's are we going to give to Mark if they beat us? American beer? Coors, Tito's. Coors yeah, Light. Tito's Vodka we works have, out of Texas. Tito's. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. You're <laughs> a vodka man. We got it. I sure am. Right. Mark, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You can Cheers. follow Mark, of course, on Twitter at Mark with a C, Mark underscore Saltzman, and you can follow all of his stuff. When we come back, we'll get into some uh, some interesting science stories, including SpaceX and the mission that was launched this morning. That's all coming up next on Gary and Shannon. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM640, before we get to our science, uh, well, I'll figure out a name for it, but um, there was an, an update to the Quincy Jones story. Remember, Quincy Jones did that long-winded article Crazy. Long-winded interview where he talked about having sex with Marlon Brando and Marlon Brando and Richard Pryor and Ringo couldn't play the drums. And, uh, and Michael the mob, stole all his music. Michael stole his music. The mob killed Kennedy, everything. So he has issued a big apology saying, A couple of weekends ago, my six daughters took me aside to do a surprise family intervention because of some silly things I said in two recent interviews, and I've learned my lesson. Let me tell you, I'm so grateful for my daughters because they aren't scared to stand up to their daddy. I'm an imperfect human, not afraid to say it. I'm sorry, and I'm not afraid to say it. Talks about how he recently stopped drinking three years ago and uh, blah, 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 and all these things come flooding back at once, all these experiences, and it was word vomit and bad mouthing is inexcusable. In this three paragraph uh, apology, by the way, though, he doesn't say, oh, and by the way, Marlon Brando and Richard Pryor didn't have sex and Ringo <laughs> can play the drums. No. And it wasn't the mob that killed Kennedy. No. He doesn't take anything he said back. No, he just says, that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there were a couple of stories also that we talked about. The president was upset with uh, California, had said that he's thinking about pulling immigration agents out of the state of California because the state isn't doing enough to uh, to help out the feds when it comes to getting hardened immigrant gangsters, illegal immigrant gangsters out of the United States. Um, so that was a, a threat that he leveled today at a meeting. Also, State Senator Tony Mendoza is no longer State Senator Tony Mendoza. He resigned officially today from the Senate because there was a threat that he was either going to be expelled or suspended at the very least because of some sexual harassment allegations against him. But look at this little stack of cool science stories we've got. Cool science. science. That sounds like it's something from Saved by the Bell. Sounds like something that uh, Bill Nye might say. What about about weird science? That's been done. Oh. Odd science? Hmm. How about this it leaves one? me wanting more. Watch this one. I wrote this one down. I didn't think it would make the cut. Strange science? There it is. Strange science. It's like weird science, but strange. Yeah, that's what I said. Well, science, science and space go hand in hand. SpaceX successfully launched two of its own test satellites for the first time ever today. Satellites are... 
are uh, a test towards SpaceX's plan to build the largest satellite network in history so that high-speed Internet's available to billions of people. Yeah, they said the microsats 2A and 2B uh, were the ones that they carried, their own, that they carried into space. Uh, they also had said that this was a launch. This was, the, I think, the third try. They had to delay it two or three times before they finally launched this morning. A bunch of people I know were up early. In fact, Brian Suits on, on his Dark Secret Place Twitter feed posted a couple of pictures from way out where he lives. He could see this. There was also one from San Francisco that I saw from very early this morning where it was obviously darker up there at the time that this launched at 620 or whatever it was this morning and had that sort of ghost-like uh, corona around it as it as it made its way into space. Very cool. One of the things, one of the most shared photos that you have probably seen as a result of this was from the deck of the boat that was to pick up the rocket nose cone as it came back down to the Pacific Ocean. This was the first time that they tried to do this, literally trying to use a giant net to recover the rocket nose cone as it fell down into the ocean. It missed, but it missed by this much, which if you're figuring out, that's not bad considering this was the very first try that they did this. Tesla, very busy. It's just two weeks since they successfully launched that Tesla Roadster into space aboard the first ever Falcon Heavy mission. So, Remember how long it would take between space shuttle missions? Granted, yes. the technology is quite different, but it was a reusable spacecraft. That was the whole point of it. And uh, and Elon Musk and SpaceX are blowing them out of the water. Um, uh, but But that was a pretty cool thing. If you've seen the... The picture from the side of the boat, the nose cone, it just looks like a almost like a half of a boat that's floating out there in the ocean. And Elon Musk said, yeah, you know, we want to be able to recover the vast majority of stuff that we send out there. Imagine you had six million dollars in cash in a pallet flying through the air and it's going to smash into the ocean. (laughs) Wouldn't you try to recover that also? (laughs) Yeah, Well, well put. Uh, If Conway, if you're listening right now, Conway, uh, turn off the radio. Why? Antibacterial wipes only eradicate bacteria from kitchen surfaces for 20 minutes. Oh. Bugs grow back in 20 minutes. So this is actually for you, too, when you wipe down the handle area over there. You got to do it, you know, every 20 minutes or so. Well, <laughs> these common germs, they say, can replicate themselves in 20 minutes and recolonize back to the original mass, even if just one single cell of germ is left over. I would say this. If you work in a common area, like I sit here, Handel sits here, you sit there, Michelle sits there. I mean, we all are touching and all that stuff, common surfaces, right? Mm -hmm. I would imagine that once I go through and I wipe down that phone and then I wipe down that phone and I wipe down this desk and those buttons and that button and that knob and that thing and that and the computer keyboard and the mouse. Once I wipe all that stuff down, oh, and the handles on the chair and sometimes the floor. That whatever comes back is going to be mostly my germs, right? And I notice John, when he sits here after I'm done, he doesn't care. No, he doesn't care. So does that mean he doesn't care about my germs or he just doesn't care about germs? Maybe he just knows you're a germaphobe and you've already wiped down the area. But that's the thing. I don't consider myself a germaphobe. No, it's just that handle leaves a disaster area in here. Yeah, he leaves... um, I mean, substances, crumbs, uh, fluids, uh, all sorts of things. Monica, have you ever... Were you a big... Are you a big Civil War fan? 
Um, just, the just, actual war or like Marvel well, not a comics? fan. Like, go you, south. I mean, have like, you watched all the movies? Yeah. Uh, I haven't watched all of them. Well, You've enough, picture, you though. Enough. Picture, if you will, an image from your old high school yearbook about the Civil War hospitals mm-hmm. and the stuff and the liquids and the everything. Ugh, yeah. That's what this space looks like when Handel leaves. I'm surprised you're not wearing a hazmat suit right now. Thank well, you. he wasn't here today. He's been he's been ill for the usually last when he's here. The hazmat suit does come out from time <laughs> to time. All right, coming up next. How did this story get in the show? I don't know which one. Um, the one. Whoa, about- you missed it last week. Yeah, we were on poop watch, and you missed it. Well, <laughs> this was a good. She story. was in Mexico. She might have been on her own poop watch. No. <laughs> Point. <laughs> that didn't happen. Uh, if you remember, no, there was a good. drug dealer who refused to use the loo uh, because he was afraid that the evidence was going to come out. Well, they're still waiting. We'll tell you this an updated guy needs day. Some pills. He needs some poop pills. Anything. This is dangerous. This, it, yeah, this should. This, he should be taken to hospital. Yeah, yeah, he should <laughs> to, to hospital. hospital. <laughs> Gary and Shannon will continue in just a moment. John and Ken coming up in a few minutes. You look like the life has just been sucked out of you today. <laughs> Every day. Uh, there was a drug dealer in Harlow, uh, in Essex area, Great Britain. Uh, he was arrested 30, 35 days ago uh, for failing to stop, along with intent to supply Class A drugs. He's been held in custody because... They are pretty sure that he swallowed some some of the uh, illegal drugs. Well, uh, it turns out that Lamar Chambers, twenty four year old guy, was gonna was gonna prove something by keeping the evidence within his body. Now mm-hmm. they he swallowed it, so it's not it's not coming back up. I don't know how they would force him to vomit, but. They were just going to let nature take its course. And over the, you know, on the outside, maybe three, four days later, they were going to get their evidence and he was going to be, uh, he was going to be convicted. There was a judge just a couple of days ago who had to, um, who had to listen to uh, this guy's defense attorneys explaining that he has not used the toilet in 33 days. That was two days ago. So it's now been 35 35 days. days, no poop. What led to this? Well, after his initial arrest, you've been eating frosty cereal bars up to eight a day. But now, since his last court appearance, they've swapped his diet out to fruit and vegetables, hoping that will provide some movement. It was 30, also 35 days. It was also revealed that the suspect had eaten fish made by his mother prior to his appearance before the magistrates. And that he is being more than adequately looked after by the police. Uh, he's been offered fluids and food. They said his lights are dimmed at night. He's being reviewed every 24 hours. If he requests to go to the hospital, he's taken there. There is reference to him passing stools. It is, in fact, questionable as to whether any 
fecal matter was collected. Um, there is a, I'm not even going to read that next line of that story. Let's just say there was evidence of something having been moving, but he they did are wipe saying, his bottom. Okay. I wasn't going to read that. part. He did wipe his bottom. And so the toilet paper uh, did have a stain on it. But they're saying he hasn't actually dropped, um, uh, the evidence perhaps. You missed it because the, God. The, uh, the police there had been sort of tongue-in-cheek, pardon the pun, uh, posting updates on this guy every day. <laughs> like, they get into day 12 and day 13, still no movement. Uh, day 15, lots of food. Here's what's on the menu and still no movement. Wow. Uh, 35 days. What kind of mood do you think that guy's in? Oh, I can't imagine. Uh, he's going to Elvis this thing here in a second. He's just going to end up. What does up, that mean, Elvising it? He's going to die on the toilet. Oh, right. I would imagine. I mean, I don't know if it's because of the strain of whatever is backed up in there getting trying to come oh. out. But this oh. is this was the sixth time this guy appeared in court because what they have to do is they can hold him. I think it's for five days or, or eight days, whatever it is. And they have to go to court and update those or uh, request new ones, basically. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of the things that they are doing is on February 1st, they tweeted out, like I said, they were tweeting on a regular basis, day 15 today, no movement unless anything changes overnight. We'll be back to court tomorrow for the third time in this case, requesting a further eight days. I guess it's eight days at a time. So they're saying now that the application is extended as custody granted until uh, tomorrow, but it's been 35 days. And they said that they do have plenty of evidence to suggest that he did, in fact, swallow the drugs. But here's the thing. 35 days later, all of whatever might be in there has been totally absorbed in his body. I, I don't assume. want to think about what's going on in his body. I don't want to think about what's been put in there, what hasn't left, what's happening to it. Since when did you become the gross police? You're right. I think it's because I didn't find this story. You're up. You're jealous that you didn't find this story? Maybe. I'm going to leave it for John and Ken, though. I think that they would enjoy it. You, um, I, I think, did they do this? They may have done this after they had heard it on oh. the show earlier. Oh, I like how you say that. <laughs> well done. Oh, my gosh. I was just watching the replay of the uh, Canada-USA hockey match. Don't tell us who wins, although we've known for the last 14 hours. And the Canadians just scored their second goal. And they look, no! They look all happy like they got it, you know? They're uh. like, ah. Like all they're getting all high up on their Canadian horses. If only they knew what we knew. They don't have horses in Canada. Duh. They have mooses. Moose. Mooses. Moose. Moosin? Mooses. No, it's yep. not mooses. Is it mooses? No, it's moose. Everybody knows it's mooses. I feel bad about rubbing it in Mark Saltzman's face now. Don't forget, tomorrow we're going to tell you more about our gas news and brews coming up a week from today at J.T. Schmidt's in Tustin. And we'll be out there and having fun, and so will you. I promise. Oh, breaking news <gasps> is that. Oh, my gosh. We, we, we have stickers. Special counsel Robert Mueller, that was not the breaking news, but special counsel has filed some new charges against Paul Manafort and Rick Gates. Mm. So John and Ken will have more on that when we come back. Gary and Shannon, we'll see you tomorrow. Stay dry, everybody. Tune in next week for the hilarious funeral episode on Gary and Shannon. 
Get a credit card that gives you what you need now, a low interest rate on everyday purchases, and place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest interest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed, and together they can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash goldcard. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.